Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a new dawn, and I love film. As Bill Murray in Ghostbusters 2 once said, Happy New Year! Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Barry Jenkins, Sharon Stone, Kevin Smith and even Brett Sandals. But this week it's the brilliant writer, actor, comedian and ghost, Danielle Pinnock. Big announcement! I'll be doing a huge live films to be buried with at the South Bank Centre on Saturday the 12th of February. Come along, bring a date, it's going to be a big one. Tickets are going fast. They are available at southbankcentre.co.uk and plosive.co.uk. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein where you get an extra 20 minutes with Danielle. We go deep. We talk about beginnings and endings. You get a secret. You get the whole episode uncut, ad-free and as a video. Check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Ted Lasso Season 2 is available now on Apple TV Plus as is Season 1, as is Soulmates on Amazon Prime, as is Superbob on Amazon Prime in most countries. Watch all of it. Have a nice time with your life. So, Danielle Pinnock is a hilarious and brilliant actor. You can see her on Ghosts on TV. It's a remake of the BBC's Ghosts we'd never met before. We recorded this over Zoom just before Christmas, and man, was she funny. I think you're going to love this one. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 180 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is I, Brett Goldstein, and I am joined today by an actor, a sketch comedian, a Instagrammer, an award winner, a spent a lot of time in England, I would like to hear about that, uh, a hero, a ghost, a black lady sketch shower, a young Sheldoner, a big bang theorist, and a superstar award winner, genius, legend, and extraordinary human, please welcome to the show, it's the wonderful, the only, the amazing, it's Daniel Pinnock! That was the best intro, hands down, I've ever had in my life. Shout out to you, Brett. Hey, shout out, <laughs> shout out to you, Danielle. Thank you so much for doing this. We're recording this, I don't know, three days before Christmas? Four days? <laughs> yes. Is Christmas still happening? <laughs> Are we allowed it? No. Omicron came in like a full Power Ranger. I'm, I'm shook. Not a clue. Well, this is this is a Christmas treat for me. I'm a big fan of yours. You are currently about to finish Ghosts season yes, one. We're about to finish. Ghosts has been a smash hit. Is that correct? It has been. It has been. And honestly, grateful to the UK version because we would not be here without y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. it is such a magical experience. Honestly, going to work feels like comedy Olympics. Everybody's just yeah. hilarious. And um, to play this crazy ghost, Alberta, she is truly a hot mess with a heart of gold. She's a jazz singer from the pro- Prohibition era. <laughs> so I'm in fresh velvet all day, every day. It is 
fabulous. That's so great. It looks like there's so many of you. It looks like it's a lot of fun. Like, how much waiting around is there? And how much is it just you guys fucking about? I mean, uh, 90% us fucking about, without question. Like, 90% just doing what we want, improvising. Ah, it is it, it is so much fun. Like, we are having the time of our lives, truly. How many of the ghosts did you know before you were casting ghosts? None of them, actually. Oh, really? I didn't know, but we all kind of have these three degrees of, right. you know, separation, where it's like, oh, I did Second City. I did Second City. I was in Chicago. You were in Chicago. So there was a lot of that. Um, but honestly... It's all love on set, which I love. Uh, yeah. But these people, I am like constantly breaking character. All of us, like it's insane. That's great. <laughs> We're having so much fun. It's so dope. How much? So how, how much on average do you would you say the improv that you've done is in the finished product, like percentage wise? Listen, it varies. Because okay, sometimes okay. Uh, the showrunners, Joe Port and Joe Wiseman, are like, no, word is bond. We go over what we wrote. <laughs> but sometimes you'll see a couple scenes where you're like, oh, this whole ending is improvised. So, you know, sometimes they surprise us a little bit. Uh, but good. <laughs> uh, also, you put a lot of spoilers in that last story. You went to Second City. <laughs> you're from Chicago. <laughs> well, originally from Jersey, but went to Second City oh, to do um, a ladder of my training. Yeah, I'm a Jersey girl through and through, Turnpike Mess. That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> turnpike Mess, I've never heard before, but I love it, and it will now be part of my daily vocabulary. <laughs> I love it. How long were you doing Second City? How was that? I mean, that's like the dream place, right? I mean, first of all, Chicago was. Uh, honestly it felt like a postgraduate school because I went to grad school overseas in England um in Birmingham which was an experience experience yeah we need to talk okay let's talk about that first let's talk about you going to Birmingham now I'm from England if you're listening and you're from England listen with all due respect (laughs) I don't know that Birmingham is the destination of Listen, my first day off the flight, I was like, yes, cobblestones, yes, pines. And then there was a full on knife fight in front of my room and board. And I was like, okay, we're in the ghetto. Okay, I know this. I know this very well. I know the hood. I get it. And the thing that had me laughing so much, Brett, is my mom, my whole family's Caribbean. So it's like my mom grew up like in the thrusts of Kingston, Jamaica. So nothing scares her. She's like five foot one and had the nerve to try to get in the middle of this knife fight. And she was like, God loves everybody. And I was like, (laughs) bitch, are you crazy? You about to die on my first day of school. (laughs) It was a mess. It was a mess. (laughs) Oh my God. Tell me, can you do a Birmingham accent? No, not even close. Mm. Not, Not even close. I wish I could. I really do, because it's very, very specific. It's very specific. I, you know what I've found? You tell me as an American. Americans, and I say this with love, don't seem to be able to tell the difference between any English accents. I could do a Birmingham accent and they'd still think it, they'd still think it was the same. Is that right? Literally. It, it's, it's quite true. The thing is, I have a little bit of edge because I am Caribbean. So it's like, I have family that lived in London mm-hmm. and I have, you know, a lot of like when all that stuff was happening in the 60s, 70s, some went to Canada, some went to the Brooklyn, some went to London. So I was just like, okay, here are all the different variations. But a lot of Americans do not know the difference. That's, that's facts. Those are facts. Fascinating. <laughs> really fascinating. And so you've been there. Uh... You've been in a lot of stuff. You've been around a while. You've you've certainly done the the grind, and now you're on a hit show. How is your life different now, if I may ask? And how are you coping with it? You know, the best thing is that I am out of student loan debt. <laughs> that is the best thing that has come out of this. Yes, visibility. Yes, coins. Shout out to Sally May resting her to peace gone and never truly forgotten that bitch is rude okay <laughs> but i am out of debt i am so grateful that's for huge. this show helping me so that's i mean like that's like the biggest thing for me right now i'm so hyped <laughs> that's oh hang on we missed a bit second c hang on we also missed i mean birmingham you arrived there was a knife fight in the end what was your yeah. overall impression of birmingham would recommend 
<laughs> Listen, because also I kind of grew up in the hood. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I, I get I understand what this is. It's the hood with more with better accents. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I was like, I get it. You know, down the street there's a little Jamaican restaurant. I was like, okay, this is cute, cool. I also met my husband there, who we've been together for like oh, literally wow. nearly a decade. He's from Coventry. Amazing. And uh that's <laughs> where I so that's where I was at university, was in, in the Coventry area. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Speaking yes. of uh, speaking of lovely places to go in England, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had the time of my life. I loved it. Uh, program was fantastic. It was a really, really strong program for acting randomly in the middle of Birmingham. They scouted all these Americans. We were like, what the F is going on? But um I had the time of my life while I was there. And then moved right to Chicago. And that's where I ended up at Second City. And how long were you at Second City? Ooh, about two and a half years. Oh, wow. And it was part of a diversity program because they were like, we need more Black people here. So NBC has this program called the Bob Curry Fellowship. Right. And a lot of us were in that first class, second class, um, like Dwayne Perkins, who was doing a lot of writing on shows right now, Lisa Beasley, like... Um, actually Nicole Black, she wasn't in that year, but she was around during that time when they started that program and NBC fully funds all these, (laughs) all these people of color to take free classes and to perform. Um, and that was ultimately what got me started in improv and what ultimately got me moving to Los Angeles. So I shout out to Second City, (laughs) (laughs) you know, shout out to them, shout out to, you know, the showcase that got me to where I need to be, but I'm so thankful for all the comedians that I met while I was there because Chicago is a very, very um, special place. I would say probably has some of the most talented performers in the world. So I'm lucky that I was like in the mix during that time. It's where all the greats come out of. What what, um, was that the first time you went into comedy before that? Had you been doing heavy drama shit? Oh my God. When I tell you where it, I was, I had this career for a very long time where I was just trying to be the next Anna DeVere Smith. I don't know where that came from, but I was like, I'm a serious theater actor. I want the Shakespeare's. I want the Greek tragedies. Mm -hmm. I want to go out into the field and I want to interview and I want to bring the stories to the stage. Like that's how I met Desiree Birch. We were both. Oh, Desiree. We were in an Anna DeVere Smith workshop in San Francisco that was so intense and so incredible. um, Anna handpicked us. Um, And I think after that workshop, I was like, I think I kind of want to go into comedy. This is comedy. This is a little B. This is a little B. But my start was documentary theater from the beginning, from when I was 18 years old. And I would like go out, interview people in my communities and do those stories on stage and like one person shows and all of that. And that's ultimately what led me to Second City. I had a show called Body Courage, which talked about like growing up Jamaican American with my crazy ass family and my amazing family. But what it was like being in private school and all white like school and all the differences and growing up extremely Christian and all this stuff. Um, But it was the show that ultimately brought me to LA and second city founded. And so thankful for those roots, but I had to lay those roots to rest. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 uh, I think most comedians do like you, you dream of going like, yeah, I should do a really heavy drama. It'd be, be really good. And then you think about actually making it and being like, Oh, that'd be depressing. Six months of that, I'd be fucking. No, there's no way. Yeah. I, I can't do any Eugene O'Neill for eight months. I'm done. I don't want to tour it. Don't take me to oh, no Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, Ray. I don't want it. Keep it. Yeah. Keep it. You can have it. Fascinating. <laughs> oh shit, Danielle. Oh no. Oh fuck. I um. Ah oh, no, I've forgotten to tell you something. Oh shit! Oh, I made a note of it, but I turned the page over when, so I didn't see it. And I'm like going back over this page. I was like, "What? What was I meant to tell it?" And I've just seen it, and I'm like, "Oh no, that's quite heavy." I probably, probably should have said this up front. Ready? Uh, yeah, I'll just say it. We'll, we'll. I guess we'll deal with it afterwards. I'll just say it. You, you died. You're dead. Dead. Mm. You're dead. 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 You're dead. Mm. Dead. Who's singing Amazing Grace? Your choice. Okay. <laughs> you get to okay. choose. Prince. Okay, Prince is singing Amazing Grace. Nice mm-hmm. choice. I, I feel like it also it will be the longest version of Amazing Grace ever done. <laughs> wait, 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 we need to talk about 
guitar solo. It will first. have yeah, it will have a, a twenty-five minute guitar solo. <laughs> it will be the, the solo will be so long that at some point people will forget what the song is. They'll be like, "What were we doing?" <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Danielle's died. Sorry, we were doing amazing, Grace. How did you die? Uh, without question, shark attack. Shark attack. <laughs> without question. <laughs> without question. No, this I, is- I know it's coming. I'm in the water all the time. I'm a water baby through and through. Me too. I love it. Tell me. It's going to happen. You're a water baby. You spent too much time in the water. You got cocky. The sharks were like, I think she's going to be sticking around for a while. And then. Yeah, let's have some jerk chicken. Boom. Snatch. Gone. <laughs> Where were you? In which In which ocean were you? I would have to say probably Malibu. Okay. You're in Malibu. You're swimming about. Is it day or night? Mm, it's July night, so the water is still warm. Okay, lovely. So in the warm water, are you with people on your own, just having a swim? I could, I, I could be on a, a little boat with family. Oh, Damn, you're on a boat? Yeah, wow, and they have to watch this. So you're, is there any warning or the shark, is there any, like, do you hear music before the shark appears? Yeah. Or? Oh, without, without question, it's definitely like Beanie Man. Like, it's like full on... <laughs> It's full on reggae classics. We're not doing Jaws. We're going to keep to the culture. It's going to be Beanie Man without question. Maybe Sean Paul too. Okay. So <laughs> you hear Shani Paul and suddenly grabbed suddenly. by a shark. Snap. And bitten in two. Or how long does it take? I think it takes a bit of a time because, wow. you know, I'm a big girl. So it's going it's to take a minute. It's not going to be a one and done. Right. right. It's going it's to be a moment. You know, they got to kind of. Oh, what's this? Oh, Chicho's. Okay, cool. Hey, okay. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally gonna be at any kind of buffet, old country buffet. They're gonna enjoy it perfectly seasoned. I like that the sound you make getting attacked by a shark. Let's let's not let's not uh, soft soap this. It's a shark that's attacking you. You make the same noise you might make if a great pumped air up your skirt hey hey oh hey friend oh no gone that's it wiped out shark attack that's it so it's quite a slow death it takes a while a lot of chewing great pain and i mean it's not an idea and your family are just watching yeah they're like oh my god and nobody can no not nobody in my family can swim so they really can't save me like my mom is just gonna sit there watching shook screaming or are they just oh screaming probably praying like that's gonna do anything at that point but you know they could try but on okay so a lot of screaming and praying (laughs) and are you as as it takes its time are you shouting like i I leave everything to you or you know i think the thing that i'm gonna shout is shark my retirement fund is under new york life <laughs> okay okay well now everyone that listening to this also knows that um that's it that's wonderful so you've been eaten quite slowly by a shark. one shark or were there more than one was it a feeding frenzy i think it's two i think it's i think it's like um like a set of twins so one of them's picking you up chucking you in the air the other one's catching you yeah Oof. do you worry about death every single day cheers Every single day, every, like, literally, we got this Power Ranger variant that just popped in. I was like, yup, this is it. Will and Testament, let's do it. I think my biggest fear with death is not preparing my family. Because I think a lot of times um, with Black families, specifically Caribbean families, in my family specifically, it'd be last minute stuff happening. And it's like, oh God, we got to get a coffin. Yo! And you're like, wait, where's the saving? And then it's like, oh, I think grandma kept money underneath her mattress. What? And then you're looking through shoes. And then it's like, family are coming to the house to see who could take the jewelry, who could take the comb and the perfume. And you're like, but yo, we have to plan. We have to plan. It's a mess. Mm. It's a mess. And I think the planning mm. is the thing that stresses me the most out about death, but also just the dying. Like, what is it about to be? Like, am I about to close my eyes and then, 
all of a sudden I see Harriet. Tell me, like, what is it really about yeah. to be? Well, what do you think? What have you come up with? Is it Harriet at the door? I hope not, because I'm afraid of her. Yeah. Like, I'm really yeah. afraid of Harriet coming. Like, that's a boss-ass bitch that led all these people to freedom. Like, I don't want her to be the first person I see. Like, if we had a death dinner, like, I would like her to be at my table. But I don't know if that's the first person I see. Maybe, what? like, Luther Vandross. That would be that lovely. Would be- He'd welcome you in with with a little dance. He'd, I feel like, yeah, he'd usher you across the threshold quite nicely with a little like waltz maneuver do you know what i mean but then absolutely what is it you think do you think harriet tubman's going to tell you off is that your fear that- she's so disappointed in me right <laughs> After, with that like every all my like i just was stressed out trying to bring some shop right groceries up the stairs she's gonna curse me out She's like, are you serious? You're really stressed off of that when I brought slaves yeah. <laughs> across the finish line? Yo, she may curse me out for having a white husband. You know what I mean? They're yeah, just yeah, things that I lot. know that Harry is going to come for me and, I, I, and I'm prepared for it. I just don't want her to be the first person I see. You want to be eased in a little bit. You want to like couple of practice yeah. rounds, Luther. You want, you want to Prince. settle in Luther, Prince, and then... Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. Well... Look, I think Maya Angelou is the, the end, the last person, because I think Harriet, Harriet's going to be mean to you and then Maya will make you feel better. I mean, we hope, yeah. Maya will be like, I, Maya will probably say to you, yes, Harriet's right. <laughs> However, I forgive you. Harriet, yeah, listen, yeah, don't I- get me wrong, says Maya. Harriet made a series of very good are you, points. Are you, are you prepared? Are you going to do the Maya voice? Because if you're going to do Maya, you got to do This is Maya in- I- bringing you in, right? Hello, Brett. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to the other place. How are you, Brett? Thank you, Maya. Um, I just wanted to to check in. I'm I'm currently playing uh, Danielle uh, Pinnock in this in this act out. And um, Maya, I just met uh, Harriet Tubman, and she was mm-hmm. so mean. <laughs> she was so mean mm-hmm. to me. She was angry about my husband. She was angry about the way I do shopping. She was angry about my oh. capitalist attitude. And she mm. she said I was lazy, and I think I worked very hard. But she said I was lazy. What do I do, Maya? I want her to like me. Tell her she's a phenomenal woman living phenomenally, <laughs> and sorry about the sharks. That's it, Maya. Without question, <laughs> Maya, God be at the end. She's got to be at the end. Cause whatever happens, Maya's going to make it okay. Now, one other question about Harriet Tubman. You said you want her on your table. At death dinner. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where do you want her though? Are you putting her next to you? Or are you putting her like? No, there's no, there's abs- there's absolutely no way that Harry Tubman can be next to me. Where is she? Like, she, she's head of the table, think, right? How big's the table? Like, I'm kind of like I'm next to maybe Abraham Lincoln, so I can curse him out. And then we can have that kind of thing between us. Okay, okay. So, well, what you're saying is Harriet's having a go at you, and you throw Abraham Lincoln under yeah. the bus. You go, me? What about him? Yeah, we can kind of tag team on right. aid. You're like, he, he said he, he did a thing and then he did, nothing happened for years. And Harry that's, will be like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. But you also complained about the shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just going to apologize and cry at her feet. What else is there to do while Harriet is cursing you out? There's nothing else to do. This is why I think as much as it's going to be a difficult dinner... You might want Harriet next to you rather than at the end of the table because she's going to shout across the table at you, thereby bringing more attention to your crimes. Whereas if she's next to you, you can try and keep it quiet. Keep, <laughs> like, take it, but quiet. You know what I mean? Like, Harriet, keep your voice down. I hear right. what you're saying. Actually, don't say that, Jesus. Don't say keep your voice down to Harriet Tubman. No, no, there's no way. There's no way. Because then the, the like spirit of Oprah, who's still living, yeah, yeah. will then snatch my soul. And then I'm going to the next place. See, yeah. I need to stay in the dinner. I need to stay at the dinner. Yeah, you need to survive the dinner. <laughs> I wonder if there's if we can add anyone else to the table to help you out. Because I, I, I admit, Harriet, Harriet's not going to be happy. Uh... <laughs> Whitney Houston. Whitney, Whitney Houston can down. Whitney can sing us down. Whitney can you so you have Harriet on this side, Whitney on the other. When Harriet's getting too much, you you nudge Whitney. Whitney bursts into songs, things about the greatest love of all. And when you when you when she's singing greatest love of all, and it's about the love I found in me, you start switching it to Harriet and you start pointing at Harriet and you go, no, the greatest love of all is the love I have for you, Harriet. That's the greatest love of all. 
because of everything you did. It's all about you, Harriet. And Harriet's like, okay, okay, I like hearing this, okay. And she starts, you know, that's all she... Look, we've always said it. All Harriet Tubman wants (laughs) is to be told she did a good job, right? Yeah, without question. She's like anyone. She just wants to be loved, all right? Period. And she's built up this, this attitude of being mean to you because she hasn't felt... Uh, acknowledged enough and so if you sit with Harriet and say look Harriet I know I messed up but I love you and you're amazing and what you did is amazing and I will I worship you I think she might calm down a bit you know we're gonna pray on it yeah (laughs) (laughs) if I know Harriet and I don't Yeah, did she guest star on Ted Lasso? I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, it's not been that episode. She's in. She's in the upcoming season three. Spoiler. <laughs> Flashback. Come on. Ted's origin story. You knew Harriet. You knew Harriet Tubman. <laughs> not, Y'all not... gonna be haunted tonight. Oh, I yeah. can't. But that's how I would die. That's how yeah. I die. And those are the people I would want at my death dinner. Um, and, and so you think there's a heaven with, with dinners and Harriet Tubman at the door and stuff? I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. Right. You know, I think that's the thing. Like I grew up in a very um, interesting <laughs> religious situation mm-hmm. in the fact that I was at church all weekend. My mom and my grandmother were two different kinds of Christian so there's this one part of Christianity, like this de- uh, denomination of Christianity called Seven Day Adventist. Okay. So it's basically Christians that still follow Jewish principles. And most of the people in that denomination are Caribbean people. <laughs> Friday, Saturdays, lights out. We were vegetarian. Oh, wow. Like sun up, Sunday, like all of that stuff. And then my mom was a Sunday you know, Pentecostal, oh, that kind of Christian. So like I was in church, like with my grandmother on Friday and sun- Saturdays and then with my mom on Sundays. And like when I was in college. Sorry, was your mom not your grandma's daughter? Yes. And we all were in the same house together. I was raised by both. So how, how did they end up different, different, different types of Christians? Because my mom, literally, her plot in life is to rebel against my grandmother. Nice. Literally. That's just, like, her main plot. Agenda. <laughs> so she was like, oh, you want to be doing this stuff? Mm-hmm. La I'm going to be doing this <laughs> You're making Sunday a special day? Well, guess what? I'm moving it. <laughs> yeah, so then I was, like, in church all weekend because of that. Oh shit. So like, I think when I was in college, I was like, I need to take a break from church. I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like I didn't know really truly what to believe. And I think I do believe in God. I just don't believe in all of the things that were happening. Because if I do believe in all the things in the Bible, like I would just be out here getting stoned for free. You know what I mean? Like it's just too much going on. The Bible is like real housewives of the disciples. And it's just so much going on in there. Um, but I do believe in spirituality. I do believe that, you know, we'll mm-hmm. all end up somewhere, hopefully. But um, my dream is that the first thing is like a dinner, like a gala. That's my dream. You um, you really need to pitch the real housewives with the disciples because that is... That is going to be huge. And I actually, I almost feel like we should edit this bit out so no one hears it. So you can probably pitch that. I would buy that show. Yes, I'll work on it. Okay. I'll work on it, Brad. Bought, bought, bought in the room, bought in the room. No pitch document. No proof of any, any, anything on the concept. On the napkin, shout out Lena Dunham. Done it on Here the we go, Come here on, we go. So, well, I've got news for you. There is a heaven and uh, it is great. And Harriet Tubman is at the door, I'm afraid. But I've had a word with her and I've said, look, give her a chance. I know, I know she's on your hit list, but give her a chance, right? She's done, I said, look, she's done some things. She's made a lot of people happy, to be fair. You know what I mean? She was like, oh, I don't know. And I said, just watch her showreel. And I put on your showreel and she was like, (laughs) Harriet Tubman started laughing, like quite angrily laughing, like, oh, no, she got me. You know what I mean? Anyway, you come in, everyone's delighted to see you. Even Harriet, by this point, she's, she's, I've, I've converted her. She's a massive fan. And uh, 
Luther, Prince, Whitney, the spirit of Oprah that's not dead yet. They all want to know about your life. Oh, but it's filled, filled with your favourite thing, by the way, Heaven. What's your favourite thing? Oh, my God. Is, mm. it, is it water? Water without question. Beaches. That's my favourite thing in the world. All right. Well, Heaven is a beach. Love. It's a beach. And the, the seats are water seats, like the sort of seats that King Triton sat on in Little Mermaid. You know what I mean? Just a sort of... Uh, wave that keeps going you're sat on it like that and (laughs) (laughs) there's screenings it's all great anyway everyone wants to talk about Whitney Luther Prince all of them even Abe Lincoln they want to talk about your life but they want to talk about your life through film and the first thing they ask is what is the first film you remember seeing Danielle Pinnock first wives club that's the first film you saw, the first wife's club. It was, it was the first film that I saw because um, my grandmother didn't have TV in the house. So we, <laughs> wow. I had a lot of catching up to do later in my adulthood. Like I kind of low-key felt like I grew up slightly Mormon. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my first film with my mom when she was going through her divorce with my dad, she was like on this, like, I'm going to see these badass films with these badass women. And it was First Wives Club in the theaters. I'll never forget it. Wow. And um, during like any scene with cussing, she would like put her hands over my yeah. ears. I was like, this movie is dope. Yes. Shout out to all of these women. Love them. Yes, Bette Midler. You're getting it. Um, and <laughs> I how, old, it. how old were you? Oh, God. When did First Wives Club come out? Like 96? Yes, I know that. 96. Eight, so I was born in 88. Nine, I don't know. Yeah, eight. six, seven, eight. Yeah, boom, and come it, on. Mathematics. Are you an only child? Or were you with? I grew up as an only child. I do have a half sister, but I grew up as an only child until okay. I was like 21. So it was just you and your mom at the cinema. Where And, and this was in Jersey. <laughs> this was in Jersey. Turnpike Mess. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's so nice. Did and so you liked the women in it. Well, also if you'd never seen a fucking TV, were you like, what is yeah, happening? Yeah. No, literally, like my brain. <laughs> I was like, these people are so big. Like, no, and I was like, this melting of popcorn. Like honestly, it just felt like the Amish on a rum springer. Like I was like, what <laughs> the hell is happening? It was fantastic, and then we just kept on going to films oh, we like wow. saw Stella got a groove back and waiting to exhale and all these uh, things and I, and I, the Disney classics where I was like <gasps> like it was just it was fantastic that it was fantastic really nice I like that a lot what is the film that made you cry the most are you a crier do you cry not usually mm. not usually but why? the film that why am I not a crier why I won't think- you cry Danielle well, you know, I grew up in a fi- in a in a family of very strong women. Like, I didn't see my grandmother cry until she was like seventy one. Oh wow, that's interesting. And I've grown up with her my whole life. And my mom, I think she cried once, and that was at my dad's funeral. I haven't seen her cry since. Oh wow! wow. So that I just kind of grew up in that family where it's like yeah. we don't really express emotions. How we ex- express emotions is by cooking and dancing and like giving hugs and family functions but like we weren't really like it wasn't until I met my husband who was a fool on his sign that he's a cancer Jesus Christ and that's when I was like oh wow maybe I should be emoting (laughs) I don't know your way of like instead of having emotions you dance and cook and and have fun sounds so much better than sitting around crying all day (laughs) I think you've got it right literally I would say, don't get into the crying. No, but I do have to tell you. Oh, go on, tell me. <laughs> the film that got me, mm-hmm. junior year of high school, we saw Life is Beautiful. Oh. Still to this day, the film that it just takes me out. Yeah, It was probably one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen in my life, extraordinarily heartbreaking. And I was in there bawling like I lost my firstborn child as a junior in high school. And I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) in the middle of like biology class. And my teacher's like, y'all, are you all right? Like, what's going on? I'm like, I need a minute. (laughs) And the whole thing is subtitled. And I'm like, are y'all not seeing what I'm seeing? (laughs) Are you not reading it? Yo, I was like, do you need to borrow my glasses? Like, <laughs> y'all, this is the moment. Love, 
love that film. It's so it's so heartbreaking. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good though. It's really fantastic. Good. Okay, I like that answer. I like that film. I like that film very much. I haven't I haven't seen it in years, but loved it. I'm sure it holds up. Does it hold up? Have you ever seen it again? Yes, it, it still to this day. Right. Still. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So this day still to this day what about being scared what's the film that scared you the most do you like being scared hate it terrifying hate it there's two films actually okay the first one was First time Precious has come up as the scariest film of all time. But but I guess it's about time it did. Frightening. It, <laughs> it like it's like Lee Daniel, can you give us a break? Like, is this is this what I had to look forward to? This woman had and this little this little um bandana she had on the whole film, like golly, Gabrielle Sidibe, shout out to her. She killed it. Terrified. Really killed still, it. Can't, still can't even watch it. Terrified. Without what? Terrifying. Uh, what was your other choice? <laughs> the other choice was uh, the Jacksons and American Dream about Michael Jackson. And the best was in it. I'll tell you. I'm gonna tell you the scene that got me though, okay. Brett. Okay. It's the Pepsi. It's the Pepsi Cola scene when he fell down all them steps and those fireworks caught him. I still to this day am afraid of fireworks because of that scene. Because I was like, wow, this man went from black to white in one scene, and I don't know what happened. In my young mind, I didn't know nothing about no vitiligo. I just knew that the fireworks turned this man into a white man. (laughs) (laughs) And that, for me, was a horror show. How did Michael Jackson turn Caucasian? Off of Pepsi Cola fireworks, I'm good. I haven't had Pepsi since. <laughs> what happens? He gets hit in the face by fireworks from Pepsi. No, he he's doing this dance down the steps and then falls down all the steps and then literally all these fireworks from the show c- catch him on fire. His whole hair on fire because you know he had a perm. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did not know this true story. Oh my God, yes. And then they were like, that's when he went white. That's when he ended up like being light skinned. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. They said it was the fireworks, but then they were like, it's the vitiligo. And I see, you know what? Because y'all can't tell the difference. I don't want no shit with fireworks ever again. I don't, I still to this day, 4th of July, I'm a wreck. 
terrified. I'm like, can you imagine like one day walking out and then 4th of July, boom, a little bit of firework comes on you. And then next thing you know, I turn up looking like Kathy fucking Bates. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I'm terrified. Oh, shit. Man. I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stay indoors. It's not safe out there, 4th of July. It's not safe out here. No, stay indoors. That's it. What? Uh, I mean, fantastic answers. What is the film? that people don't like people don't like it it's not critically acclaimed but you love it you don't care what anyone says along came polly right philip Seymour Hoffman, um ben still, ben still i Jen mean Aniston. honestly Jen kevin hart kevin he was a little the little man with the thing loved that film i love that film so much could you please just describe <laughs> kevin hart in that film again <laughs> he, got, he had the he was he had the boom mic <laughs> shout out to kevin hart yeah listen i'll start somewhere we all start holding a boom yeah okay Everyone listen knows. shout out to him because he killed it and he was giving tactics even with that little boom he had on okay <laughs> no that, that yo philip to be honest and i hate saying this because i know philip seymour Hoffman was in so many other films mm-hmm. for me it was a long game probably because that man is an absolute legend yeah absolutely legendary yeah the way he squeezed that pizza off the thing and then ate it the way he was in that damn basketball gym with those men the way he was in the office room it's kind of like the comedic choices that he made just inspire me beyond love the movie love it that's really good He, he he really did have he really could do he could do it all couldn't he truly what's a film that you used to love you loved it. You've seen it recently. You don't love it anymore. Titanic. Go on. You'd be amazed, Danielle, how often Titanic comes up on this show. It amazes me. It's on a lot of people's lists. Talk to me. Titanic, she tried it because she knew there was some space on that driftwood at the mm. end. There was space. Yeah, there was space. And I don't know who that who that goes to, whether it's props, if they made the error, you know, they should have cut that driftwood a little bit more. So then as an audience member, we'd be like, damn, there really is no space. There was space on the driftwood and all she had to do was climb his ass up. Yeah. Save his life. That's it. I, do you know what I think? I've just thought this for the first time. You ever seen Dirty Dancing? You seen Dirty Dancing? So Dirty Dancing at the end of it, one of the reasons I think it's very moving is, we know they're not going to be together beyond this summer. He's the yes. fucking. She's a. She's a posh girl. She's not going to hang out with yeah. Johnny English, whatever his name is, <laughs> uh, after the summer. And I think yeah. what happens with Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio is like, yeah, they've had a lovely summer holiday on the Titanic. She's not going to marry him in the real world. She's a posh girl, so she's like, um, "How am I going to?" This was this is saving me an awkward conversation at the airport <laughs> when we get there. You know, when we get get to land, he's going to be like, "So where do we go to your fancy penthouse?" And she's going to go, "Oh, actually, you're not really going to fit in around here. I'm posh. I don't like people like you." So she just lets him. She goes, "Oh, there's not enough room on the old door." And see, I can't respect that because no. at least tell me, tell me while I'm drowning, yo, low key, we're never going to work, but yeah. I'm going to help you up and then we'll both live and then you could go about your way. But she killed the man. That's homicide. She killed a man to avoid an awkward conversation in a few weeks time, which I don't, I, I, I mean, putting it now, I say it like that. I kind of respect that because she doesn't want to break his heart. She doesn't want to break his heart when they get it's, to it, wherever it, they're it, going. It, it's, it's it's toxic. Yeah. And, uh, and she's not she, a great guy. She's a, she's, um, you know how there's fuck boys. She's a fuck girl for that because mm. at least just let the man stay on the driftwood. That's it. That y'all went through all these things together. Yeah. Francis Fisher cursed you out. And then y'all downstairs wading through the water, mm. like Sojourner truth. And you can't let the man come on the driftwood. No. Yeah. Maybe it Disrespect. also just says about their, their upbringings. I suppose if you're a posh girl, you probably don't, she probably thinks, oh, it'll be all right. Because, uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It might not have even crossed her mind to put him on the old door. Maybe she did like him, yeah. but she's like, he'll be all right. He's um, he's a little rapscallion. He'll be fine. And the rapscallion gone. Mm. Gone. Chilling with Nemo. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Chilling with all of Nemo's family. Oh, <laughs> Chilling with Nemo's family. Oh. That's it. 
Well, good point. Uh, Danielle Pinnock, what is the film that means the most to you? Not necessarily the film itself is any good, but because the experience you had around seeing the film will always make it special to you. Danielle Pinnock. God. Probably Annie, the original. Bernadette Peters. Yes. Um, Penny, all of that. I think I saw that with my cousins and still to this day, that movie holds up for me. I mean, those actors were giving their lives. <laughs> Carol Burnett. I mean, it's just kind of like, of course, it's like a little white girl with this little red hair. Mm-hmm. People already discriminate against redheads. So she's basically, redheads are like the black people for white people. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. I respect her. Yeah. She's rough around the edges, in the hood, in the orphanage, and then gets the opportunity to be in this rich man's house. Yeah, I root for her. Yeah. I root for her. And then she can sing on top of that. Yeah, she's she's yeah. earned her place because she can sing. She can yeah. sing. And without question. I love Annie, but always loved Annie. And it's on my it's in my list of films that didn't get good reviews that blow my mind. I'm like, who who and watches Annie and goes, This isn't very good? How? We gotta test those reviewers and tell them if they can do the choreography, mm-hmm. then they can get the bad review yeah. because that choreography is unmatched still to this day. Albert Finney, Mwah. like chefs, like truly. So good. Daddy Warbucks, Daddy Warbucks. And listen, you play Daddy Warbucks wrong. That's a very creepy character. You put one <laughs> foot wrong with Daddy Warbucks. What this fucking skinhead guy that's like bringing in a kid to his rich house and makes you call him Daddy Warbucks? <laughs> like you play, you play that any one little degree wrong. That film is Literally. very disturbing. Facts. What's the film you most relate to, Danielle Pinnock? There was an indie film back in the day called Camp about these little kids in theater camp. And it was fantastic. And I think that film for sure, because I saw it as a time when I was a teenager and I was also in the theater camp at that time. And I, I love that film so much. Mm. It's like my whole high school experience just being kind of awkward and you know, finding the thing that gives you a place in this world and in society um, where all your awkwardness is just respected and highlighted in such a beautiful way. I love camp. Loved it. Uh, I was going to ask you, when you got to like Second City, is it is it the sort of place that's like breaks you down, then builds you up? Or was it like? The thing is, I had been doing classical i've been classically trained for years before second city i was broken down before when i got (laughs) you were a wreck when you got there right yeah absolutely like literally coming in judy dench like okay i'm ready like you know like i just literally i think that's the thing like when your theater is theater is a cult you know i don't know how people you, there's no other way to say it like it just it it is very culty where mm-hmm. it's like you get in you gotta it's a pyramid scheme you gotta do this and then you're gonna get this and then you're gonna do this and you're gonna and then it's like you can come out with all these degrees and still have zero confidence in yourself at all because somebody was like you're too big to play this role you're too brown to do this thing you need to be the slave you need oh, to be the mate so i've been hearing that for so long when I got to second city I was like what y'all got going on what's happening I'm ready <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready and because I've been doing like my own solo performances there was nothing that anybody could tell me that I hadn't already heard a in my own family because I come from a, a harsh family of critics <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they do it with love but like there was nothing that anybody could tell me that would not allow me to pursue my dream there's nothing I've heard it all I'll be like okay cool and moving on yes and Cool. Moving yes, on. And, yes. And, um, <laughs> tell me this. <laughs> tell me this. What's the sexiest film you've ever seen, Danielle Pinnock? Um, how Stella got her groove back. It's a sexy. That was film. a really sexy film. Angela Bassett, like, hey, unmatched. Angela Bassett hey. is unbelievable. One of the greatest actors ever, and also. Uh, doesn't seem to age at all. I, I looks exactly as she did in seventeen. I don't know how old she is. <laughs> Literally, she's she's ageless. She's ageless. She looks phenomenal, and she's 
Fucking brilliant. Stunning. Stunning. And masterclass performance. I mean, I just... I stand that woman. I think she's just everything mm. and more. And Stella got a groove back. Definitely. There was like a shower scene where I'm like, Ooh, this is cute. And then my mom was like, <laughs> and I was like, I want to see. It's like, literally that was me. <laughs> really good choice. Really good choice. There's a subcategory to this question. Obviously Ready. we're going to have to deal with it. I don't make the rules. I do. I sort of do. Uh, the subcategory is troubling boners, worrying why dons. Film you found arousing that you weren't sure you should, Danielle Pinnock. <laughs> Doesn't get okay, easier this, asking, but go on. This is rough. This is this is this is getting rough. This is Hunger Games. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Without question, mm-hmm. Lion King. Huge crush okay. on Simba. Are we talking about the specific moment in Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Or are we yeah. talking just general all the way through the film? I would when Simba got grown. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, cool. What's happening here? Hmm, hmm. hmm. <laughs> the hair is falling in a different direction. Hmm. And then when my man went into the water and went like this, oh uh, yeah, and had the Bo Derek moment, hmm. I was lamed. Hmm. I was hooked. That's fair. I forget about that. They're lying, but Disney knew what they were doing. <laughs> oh yeah, well the the. You know, the bit with Nala where they roll down a hill and then they're like, oh, and then he looks and then she looks and then they're like, ha ha, we've been having fun, ha ha ha. And then they look yeah, at each other. Yeah, it's that moment when I was yeah. like, I I get it, Nala. Get your man, sis. Mm. I get it. I get it. I don't mind Nala either. You know what? If, <laughs> if, if you and I went to a wedding together and Nala and Simba were there, I'd say, let's split up and made this happen yeah listen i'm get. i'm i'm totally game we'll see you at brunch in the morning <laughs> tell me the tale i need to know everything yeah tell me the tale see you at brunch good night i have my overnight bag all right <laughs> you know that's it <laughs> yeah. what's objectively objectively the greatest film of all time might not be your favorite but it is the high point of cinematic art oh god godfather i love it i love godfather i would say for me you can have it i mean we haven't had it for a while i've tried to ban it because everyone says godfather no i'm gonna i'm gonna say the one for me because that's the thing that people always say i've never seen the shit (laughs) shout out to godfather yeah not sponsored by never seen it But I honestly, I have to say, Moonlight was yes. A now you're talking. Moonlight was <laughs> so a moment. In the I told you I didn't start watching movies till '96. You still don't know what a TV is. You're on TV. And you don't know what it is. When you see yourself on a TV one day, you're gonna shit yourself. You'll be like, "What the? Hell? What is this mirror that is moving and I'm not moving?" Um, I'm in the box. Moonlight <laughs> is one of the all-time greats. You can absolutely have that. What Without a, question. What a magnificent film. Ooh, a magnificent. Yo, I'm I'm gonna just say notes on the scandal, the performances. <laughs> Judy Dench. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> she kills it in this movie. And it was so good. I know the subject matter is very dark, but literally that was my go-to movie. I'll be like, oh, let me go learn. Let me see what Judy's about to do. Loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. You can have that, but, we're, but we're having Moonlight because that's because that's the greatest. Moonlight without Moonlight without question. Yeah. But also adding notes on the scam. We we we've mentioned we were like we're going shout out to notes on the scandal, but we're we yeah that, that's we're just a that's just a hey Judy what's good yeah moonlight always yeah yeah okay what's the Daniel Pinnock what's the film that you could or have watched the most over and over again yo I'm not I'm not gonna lie I have seen bridesmaids so many times. I've seen Bridesmaids. I remember seeing that in the theater with my very dear friend, Devon Joy Randolph. And we're like, oh, we're just going to see a film. Change our lives. Yeah. I had to get a DVD that day on bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. You had paid your money once at the cinema. That's fine. I think that's okay. 
I think I'd I'd be okay with that. <laughs> as long as you saw it in but the cinema, I, I don't mind you doing. Saw it in show. the cinema twice, yeah. and then got on bootleg. Surely did, and Melissa McCarthy just yeah. absolute genius. All of those women, every single person in that cast. I mean, it was just seamless. Why is she so funny, Melissa McCarthy? I have a theory. I think, What's your theory? I think because she's playing this, she's playing it for real. Mm. That's the thing. I think a lot of <laughs> she's not trying to be funny. She's yeah. in a in a very <laughs> not quite um Arbu Jeremy Strong, but she's playing it. She's playing it for real. You know, not you know, she's not on that yeah. end. Yeah. You know, shout out to him because he's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But she's playing this for real. And I think that's what's so funny about it to me is like, she just, she's a genius. She's a genius. Yeah. Truly. What's the thing she did on Saturday Night Live that I thought was amazing? What's his name, the, the terrible man who was um, Trump's, um, you know, speech oh, guy? Baldwin. No. Alec No, no, no. She played Trump's uh, press guy that got oh yeah oh yes um i know exactly i can't john 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 spicer yeah when she played when melissa mccarthy played him that's one of the funniest things ever and i was like why is she so fucking good and i was like i think it's because she's dangerous it's because there's a certain madness to her that feels (laughs) like un what's the word like there's no edges to it like like she could you feel like she could actually go in the audience and murder everyone. <laughs> like there's a, a no, no, for real. You know for what I mean? Real. Like she's on the cusp. Yeah, and that makes it really exciting because you're not safe. You're not safe. It's like it's like chaos. There's fucking chaos happening <laughs> when it's her. She's amazing. Anyway, what now? Look, I don't like being too negative, Danielle. I don't know about you. Okay. So we'll do this fairly quickly. What's the worst film you've ever seen, Danielle Pinnock? Hands down, hands down, cool runnings. Hands down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hands down. Worst film. <laughs> Let me speak for everyone listening. Whoa. <laughs> cool runnings without Ex- the I'm Jamaican. Explain. It was a literal atrocity. <laughs> the was accent it? are horrifying. <laughs> Yo, the accents are so it's like. American people trying to do Mary Poppins and being like, oh, I'm Cockney. And you're like, the fuck is going on here? You know, the accents are disastrous. I was like, I can't even, I can't do it. Like, yes, oh my God, I love a good sports story. But I'm like, y'all, this ain't it. This, there's nobody in Jamaica doing this. And then, like, if you were Jamaican during that time, like, all these white kids used to be calling me bobsled because that was their movie. They're like, and i'm like we're really not though because i'm i'm in a christian household all we're doing is reading bibles and handing out bible scriptures on halloween that's what we're doing we're not smoking ganja we're not going on no bobsled my mom doesn't even know how to swim we're not doing any of these things leave me alone hated it hated it that's a a fair answer Uh, how did you learn to swim and why didn't you take your mom with you Oh, my dad, my dad just dropped me in the water. Okay. That's the thing. He's very, that's him. <laughs> it worked. Look, you fucking love the water. It worked. And he was like, okay, she comes up. It's good. And I came up. When it's up, then it's stuck. That's it. It's stuck. <laughs> okay. So uh, what's the, f- you're in comedy. You're very funny. You're hilarious. What's the film that made you laugh the most though, Danielle Pinnock? Laugh the most? Mm. Friday. Fucking love Friday. Friday. <laughs> love Friday. No skips. I love that. I love Friday. I mean, just every single human being in that movie from background to the leads. It just is. It hits every time for me. No love Friday. No skips. Friday, no, no skips. skips. <laughs> Friday's great. Really All right. Danielle Pinnock. You have been phenomenal. No one's surprised. Everyone was expecting this and you delivered. However, when you okay. were uh, you were in the, the ocean in Malibu with your family, you'd invited your whole family. Everyone was on a boat. None of them can swim. You, in a way that seemed, I don't know, arrogant, you said, none of you can swim, but I can. And you dived into the sea 
yeah. and you were swimming mm-hmm. about but you'd also been like manning the boat so they were sort yeah. of stuck just watching you and you were like look at me look at me and you were swimming around and after about two hours of it they were a bit bored and they were also like getting sunstroke they wanted to head back in but you were like no i'm a water baby watch me swim watch me swim and suddenly two twins two twins one set of twins one twins one twins shark grabbed you tossed you in the air started eating you but really slowly and you went hey (laughs) (laughs) you went hey and and your family were watching and they were like oh my god and they were screaming but none of them could swim because you had never offered to teach them to swim and this has mm. finally come back to haunt you. And the sharks, they're eating you and eating you. But it takes ages. It takes so long that your family almost get bored. <laughs> like it was it yeah, was exciting literally. and scary and upsetting. But now it's like, oh, I mean, I wish they just... Because you're still going, hey, you keep saying, hey. They haven't taken your head off yet. And they're eat, it's sort of eating you from the bottom up. You know what I mean? And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, and eventually, and as you say, uh, do, do, my pension is in New York Trust or something. Yeah. And um, and they go, oh, okay, cool, thank you. And then you go, hey, one last hey. And then the shark bit your head off. She and Severo got me. Got it. And then it went underwater and there was just blood float, floating up. Anyway, I was on a speedboat at the time, just pottering around Malibu. And I had a coffin in the back. Uh, you know, it was a lazy day. What am I going to do? And I see your family on the boat and they're waving. I go, hey, how's it going? I go, hey, you're Danielle's family. Where's Danielle? And they point to the water and there's just bits of bones and blood and a bit of flesh <laughs> just floating around. And I go, I go, oh, I go, she got eaten by sharks, right? Because she swam too long. And they go, yeah. And I go, oh, man, I'm sorry. And they go, do you know what? It was shocking at the time, but it went on too long and we got bored. <laughs> Okay. I go, okay, I'll tell you back in. So I tell them back in. They will go and get in the shade. And, and I order them some cocktails. They actually have a quite a nice time. Come back out to get what I can of you. It's a mess. You're, mm. There's bits of you in seaweed, like all sorts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'd only brought this small coffin, but there's enough bits of you that I've put it in the coffin. And there's like a couple of like sort of coral. You've got a bit of your leg has got stuck on a bit of coral. So that's had to come in as well. There's a reef. There's a bit of reef in the coffin. Anyway, I've done what I can. I've put it all in the coffin. The coffin is absolutely rammed. There's really only enough room in that coffin for for one DVD that I can slide into the side for you to take across to the other side. And on the other side, it's movie night every night. And one night, it's your movie night. What film are you taking to show everyone in heaven when it's your movie night? Danielle Pinnock. Go. Love basketball. Oh, what a lovely choice. Love and basketball, without question. I just, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. No skips. <laughs> no skips. That's a lovely choice. And I don't think it's been taken up there. You know what? Let me tell you something. Harriet Tubman, she's been, she's been like, she keeps having chats with me. She's like, I don't know if I forgive her. And I was like, give her a chance. And I said, look, come to her movie night. We'll see what she picks. See if that makes any difference. You stand at the front of that cinema where we're all sat on waves like King Triton and uh, and you say, I would like to screen tonight Love and Basketball. And you know what? I looked across at Harriet. She started crying. Mm. Yes. So all my sins are cleansed. Yeah. Well done. I love it. I love it. Well Shout out to you, Brett. Shout out to you. My life. Yeah. Well, I did what I could. Uh Danielle, you've been wonderful. Is there anything you would like to tell people to watch, to look out for, to listen to, to... I don't know what else you can do. Yes, um, watch Ghosts on CBS uh, Thursday nights at 9, and you can check all the season out so far on Paramount+. And follow me. I'm at Body Courage on all platforms. I'm here to make you laugh, so hit me up. I'm here. I would very much (laughs) recommend her Instagram. Funny shit happens on it, I'll say that well worth a look danielle i appreciate you thank you for your time i hope you have a lovely (laughs) death and happy new year to you happy new year good night (laughs) so that was episode 180 head over to patreon.com forward slash brett goldstein for the extra 20 minutes of chat secrets and videos with danielle 
go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Don't talk about a podcast. I don't want to read that. I don't care about that. Talk about the film that means the most to you and why. That's a lovely thing to read. Everyone likes that. Helps numbers. It's really appreciated. Blah, blah, blah. Don't forget the live show, 12th of February. And, you know, just have a nice time. Have a lovely year. I hope you'll do everything you want to do and that and that you live in a way that makes you feel proud and happy and and, and wanted, you know what I mean? Loved and taken care of, yeah? Okay, good luck out there, everyone. Thank you so much to Danielle for doing the show. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to ACAST for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come and join me next week for another brilliant guest. So that is it for now. In the meantime, have a lovely year and please be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind. Sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more. Online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.